Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And joining me on today's show to talk about NFL Week 9 action is football analyst Scott Shapiro. But first, a quick recap of last week. The good. The Big Mick five-team Moneyline Parlay hit. I see they got the Big Mac. I got the Big Mick. Taking us to 4-1 and one on the season. This week, every team I selected won by double digits, even though it wasn't easy as the Steelers were down 14-0 early on Monday Night Football. I also have to give a shout-out to the Sharp 600 community. Greg Lede, CJ Nelson 03, and Fran King all sent over Big Mick Moneyline parlays to me this week. I absolutely love it. When you do one, I'll share it. And remember, the reason we do this is because it's fun to have action, and oh, by the way, we're creating winning bets. Pay that man his money. Last week, I debuted a new segment called Pick a Loser. Oh, what a loser! Where we picked a losing bet with the goal to think differently. I chose the Lions minus six and a half versus the Giants, which lost, so I'm now 1-0. Scott and I will be jamming about this later on in the pod. As for the bad, I lost the Texans Raiders over by the hook. I'm still fuming over Bill O'Brien kicking the extra point when they are down two in the fourth quarter. Irregardless of if I had action on this game, if I were rooting for the Texans, I wouldn't have been happy about that. And the ugly. I was on the Panthers, and they got destroyed. Luckily, it's just one bet, and that's why I bet units and am disciplined. I'm moving on. I do want to give an update on the trend of underdogs on the season. Last week, underdogs went eight and seven against the spread, so it wasn't lopsided like we've seen for much of the year. But here's the real nugget. Road dogs are hitting at a 65% clip on the season. The road dog, Jesse James. My mindset is that I'm going to continue to lean towards underdogs as that's how I fundamentally bet. Of course, I expect some regression to happen as 65% isn't sustainable. Because of this, there will be inevitable bad weeks, but I'm cool with it. I have a long-term betting mindset and know that I'm playing the percentages, as uncomfortable as that may be at times. All right, you guys, let's listen up. Ultimate race is coming. On your marks. The fall 2019 ultimate race starts Monday, November 11th, with your chance to buy for $10,000 in cash and prizes, including a $5,000 grand prize and weekly prize packs. The rules are simple. Make a maximum of four picks each day, and the first person to reach 200 wins the race. Make sure to register now for Cover's most popular free-to-play contest, brought to you by our friends at Bet America. Assemble! Joining me to talk about NFL Week 9 action and to help you be a more informed sports better is Scott Shapiro, 
football analyst at Bet America. Scott, great to have you back on the show. Yes, sir, Rob. Always enjoy our uh, every other week conversations. And uh, we're about halfway through the season here so far. So far, so good. Hoping to keep things rolling in week nine, bud. So we are going to have a ton of fun with what we're jamming about. But let's start with three games that really stood out with me. And I think the game of the weekend, you've got Patriots taking on the Ravens. Patriots, three and a half point road favorites. And I saw a great stat. Belichick and Brady are 62% against the spread together since 2003. Baltimore coming off a bye. And for me, I've said it, I even said it on your podcast last week. I will not be betting against the Patriots on principle because of that number. If you're hitting 62%, I don't care. But it is so attractive to say, hey, can I get three and a half with the Ravens team that a lot of people like? Yeah, thanks for joining me on the Hootie Lake podcast. Had a lot of fun there. And uh, I'm with you. I struggle to play against this Patriots team unless I'm getting a lot of points. And uh, they did show a little bit of vulnerability against the run, although Nick Chubb fumbled away the hopes a couple times there. But I thought what the Browns were able to do against the Patriots defense is the right plan of attack for the Ravens. Run the ball often. Run the ball some more. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, they're not going to have any success in the passing game, even with Marquise Hollywood Brown back. Those corners are just too good. They're going to have to control the clock. I don't have a real strong opinion here, Rob, but like you said, I'm not really willing to play against the Patriots at a small spread. I've been playing under Patriots games so far. I would lean under Patriots Ravens at this point. Yeah, and me being a Steelers fan, I don't bet on the Ravens <laughs> or the Browns out of principle here, but I like that number. But for me, it's also a stay away there. And I don't think I believe in the Ravens uh, unbiasedly as much as most people do because they're very easy to fall in love with with Lamar Jackson. But the, everyone likes to think that their defense is still the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed defense, and I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, they did play a pretty good defensive game in Seattle against Russell Wilson and crew, who I really liked that day to beat him. But let's remember, there was a lot of hype after that game with Lamar Jackson being MVP, and he certainly is dynamic. But they didn't score a lot of points on offense, and I don't think they're going to be able to do much against this Patriots team. They're going to have to control the ball, maybe come up with a few turnovers like they did in Seattle to win this one, Rob. All right, next game, Panthers laying four at home, taking on the Titans. And for me, this is a principal bet. I am on the Panthers, and I am taking them. I was on them last week when they got boat raced by the 49ers. And the way that I see it is when a team gets destroyed and blown out, sign me up for them the following week because so often the public sees that and overreacts. And looking on the Titans side of things, you're relying on Ryan Tannehill and Corey Davis. No thank you. Yeah, we see this one the same with the uh, Panthers bouncing back off getting drubbed but giving up that 50-burger to the Niners, who you got to just be very impressed with what Kyle Shanahan and as well as that defense is doing. But the Titans, they've won two straight, but, man, it could have very easily been two losses. They had that freak ending against the Chargers where the Chargers – found a way to charge her that game away. <laughs> and then last week against the Buccaneers at home, they should have lost that game. That, that, that uh, special teams play at the end of the game where the Buccaneers seemed to take it back for a touchdown was called back. Uh, they could be 0-2 in this span. Now they head to the road into what should be a hostile environment. I look for the Panthers to win this one going away, Rob. All right, next game. We're going to go to Monday Night Football. The New York Giants are at home taking on the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys seven point road favorites. 
And for me, this is also a principal bet. And this is actually my uncomfortable bet of the week because there is nothing comfortable about taking the Giants because sure, they've got Saquon Barkley, but that's about it. They are not sexy. They're not reliable. But fundamentally, a home dog in a division matchup, getting a touchdown, I don't care who the teams are, sign me up. Yeah, I would lean that way, especially in an NFC battle, NFC East battle. These teams know each other so well. But I have serious concerns about how the Giants will be able to stop the Cowboys' offense. They've really struggled to cover downfield. They've struggled to stop the run. They really don't do very much well other than cover the tight end, which is really not significant here as Jason Witten's the Cowboys' tight end. So I definitely would lean Giants in this spot. The Cowboys coming off a bye week, though, and they look pretty good against Philly now. If the Giants turn the ball over on the first two possessions like Philly did, I think you know you're probably in trouble even getting seven at home. This is a stay away, though, for me, Rob. I'll look forward to watching Zeke Elliott and Saquon Barkley. And with the Cowboys, I'm not sure if we know which team is the team. Like, they lose to the Jets, and then they beat the Eagles. So I still feel like there's an element of uncertainty. There's a, a roller coaster nature to that team. And this is a great opportunity to be in a roller coaster type spot. Of course, 0% of me feels comfortable being like, oh, yeah, of course. So I'm never <laughs> Daniel Jones on Monday Night Football. But nonetheless, oh, and by the way, shout out to the Giants in their backdoor cover last week against the Lions. It was very much appreciated. Yeah, and that's the thing about this game is I do think Daniel Jones and the Giants offense is good enough to come back in a backdoor situation, even if the uh, Cowboys jump out on them. So that's always something to keep in mind. This is a very uncomfortable game on both sides of it for me, Rob. I'm going to look forward to hopefully having a good Sunday and sitting back and enjoying this one. All right. So speaking of uncomfortable, that was my uncomfortable bet of the week. What is your uncomfortable bet of the week? Yes, I'm going to get uncomfy with Jameis Winston on the road this week, heading to the Pacific Northwest and taking on the Seahawks. Another team that I feel good about their chances if in the backdoor situation, so they just need to keep it close against the Seattle pass defense that is not like the Legion of Boom like we were used to seeing in the past, very vulnerable on the back end. And Seattle has not been good, especially against the number thus far. Uh, in Seattle at home in front of that 12th man. So I like the Bucks getting six or six and a half, depending on where you're looking right now. I believe it was six and a half on Bet America when I, before we got on here. I'll get uncomfy with Jameis Winston and hope he can avoid the big mistakes. Which is a fantastic segue to our six-point teasers. And you know who I'm going with? The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> it's minus six, so teasing that bad boy down to just win. They're at home. And here's the thing. I do feel slightly uncomfortable about this because I remember when I lost on Dallas, they were minus seven on the road taking on the Jets. I teased it down to one. All they had to do was win. You're like, of course. Like, it seems so easy when you look at the teaser world. But we know with the Buccaneers, they giveth and they taketh away. And they're the, probably the most variable team out there where we saw them beat the Rams. And then all of a sudden, they can lose to, to pretty much anyone there. So I am a little bit concerned about the variability where all of a sudden they're like, Mike Evans goes for 38 touchdowns. And you're like, what? Um, <laughs> so I am taking the Seahawks, teasing them down from minus six down to just pick them. And then my other one on Twitter, Eddie football fan said, hey, can you guys talk about the Bears? And my other six-point teaser, we're looking Eagles minus four and a half taking on the Bears. And I'm going to be teasing up the Bears to 10 and a half. One, I like the number. Two, 
have the Eagles right at the ship. I think like the Cowboys, it's sort of this week to week basis on, all right, are they good? Are they not good? What do we think about them? And really this comes down to the bears defense at 10 and a half. The bears defense is good enough that I believe they're not going to get blown out despite the fact what people think about the bears offense and from a perception standpoint, I think right now everyone loves jumping on Maserati Mitch. So the Bears perception-wise are as low as they've been the entire season. So I sort of like that when getting value in 10 and a half. What could go wrong? You got Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, you when you got him in your corner, nothing could go wrong. But uh, just to speak real quick on that Bears-Eagles, I do like the way the Eagles played going into Buffalo and finding a way to run the ball down the Bills' throat. I did not see that coming. I definitely thought the Eagles could win. Maybe they're riding the ship, but I can certainly understand why you're looking to take double-digit points. My six-point teaser, two games that uh, I'm going to get to be able to um, – Tease through a few key numbers, three, four, and seven. And I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars at their second home in London against the Houston Texans team that has a horrible secondary. Now will be without J.J. Watt and struggles to block. I think Jacksonville wins this game outright, but I'm going to take eight and a half, teasing it up from two and a half. And then I'm going to look to the Detroit Lions. The Raiders have been much better than I expected, but I'm not ready to think that they're going to beat teams by more than a touchdown, especially a team with the passing offense of Matthew Stafford and crew, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr. I think getting the Lions plus eight is a wonderful play. So we'll go Jacksonville plus eight and a half, Detroit plus eight. I really like that Jaguars pick because that was going to be one of them until I realized that it is in London and wonky things happen there because what I always look to do is fade the Texans when they're on the road because of their lack of an offensive line. And it's just sort of a fundamental principle bet for me. So I will be on the Jaguars likely in some capacity this weekend. I'm just not sure what it is yet. Yeah, I, I'm on. I'm, it's going to be a Texan fade for me combined with the fact that I do think Jacksonville matches up pretty good against them. And they do have the familiarity with playing in London. They do it every year. So maybe they've got the travel situation down a little better than the other teams. All right, last segment we're going to have. We debuted this last week with Pick a Loser. Oh, what a loser! And thankfully, the Giants backdoor covered me because I had the Lions minus six and a half as my losing bet. So went one and oh, and I really struggled this week to find a loser. Despite the picks that we just said, I wanted to think about this differently. I wasn't saying who's my winner and then I'm going to flip it on the other side. I really wanted to look and say, all right, what's a losing bet that's out there? So my mindset was it's going to be a home favorite more than likely. And the number that stood out to me the most was Buffalo minus nine taken on Washington. And the big caveat for this is I don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Washington. If it's Case Keenum, sign me up for this. But if he is not playing, then I am not going to be selecting this because I have seen nothing out of Dwayne Haskins so far that gives me any shred of confidence that they can do anything. So my caveat is, I, my loser is Buffalo minus nine because it's a bit, it's the biggest number out there. And I believe Case Keenum can at least keep it close ish. Uh, I don't know if the, the Bills offense is good enough to be laying nine right now. This is awesome. And it's glad we I'm glad we don't talk about this stuff beforehand because I was very uncreative in my pick a loser, and my loser is the Washington Redskins if Dwayne Haskins starts because <laughs> as much as the Bills have not been uh, as impressive as I expected on defense and in general in their recent home games against 
the, Dolph, uh, the Dolphins, and then the Eagles. I think this is a get-right spot for them. The Redskins' defense looked good for much of that game against Minnesota, but they suffered a number of injuries that concern me. And Dwayne Haskins, are they going to score against Buffalo? I have a feeling if he plays, he might contribute more points to the Bills than the Redskins. He looks completely lost out there, Rob. And I think the Bills are going to find a way to bury this team. I don't love their offense, but they'll. I think 17 points might get it done here. So my loser of the week is the Redskins. But like you, it is with the caveat that Dwayne Haskins is at the helm. And I am Team Bills Mafia as my wife is a Bills fan and I got married in Buffalo. So we both have a caveat on this bet. In the event that Dwayne Haskins does start, your pick-a-loser is activated. Mine, I will update on Twitter. So uh, irregardless, I will have a pick for this. But for me, it has to be if Case Keenum is under center right there. So it's either one or the other because my, I'm on the opposite end of this. So hopefully we'll be right one way or another and help the people out. All right. So, Scott, let's recap our picks and I'll let you start. Okay. My six-point teaser of the week, Jacksonville plus eight and a half, the Lions plus eight. My uncomfortable bet, famous Jameis Winston heading into Seattle, getting six or six and a half against the Seahawks. I like Carolina to bounce back against Tennessee. And my pick-a-loser pick is the Redskins, assuming Dwayne Haskins is at the helm. For me, I've got the Panthers minus four. My uncomfortable bet of the week is the Giants plus seven. My pick-a-loser is Buffalo minus nine, contingent that Case Keenum is the starting quarterback. And my six-point teaser, I've got the Seahawks at pick'em and the Bears at plus ten and a half. Scott, where can everybody connect with you? Yeah, Twitter is always the best spot, Rob, at ScottChap34. And then you can find my Thursday night analysis and my NFL weekly six-pack on extra.betamerica.com. And I want to hear from you. What is on your NFL Week 9 card? We've got a lot of things that you can interact with us. Pick a loser. Send in a Big Mick money line parlay or a six-point teaser. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. Also, make sure to tag at covers. And I really enjoy interacting with everyone on Twitter, and I say this every week. The biggest thing that you can do to help us out is if you like this show and you dig the insight that myself and Scott bring, throw us a bone and subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out so much. It helps other sports bettors discover the podcast. Because when you do, we will give you a shout-out on the show. So, shout out to Resin8, who gave us five stars and said, been listening to these guys for a while now and started getting involved with the host on Twitter a few weeks back. These guys are great. Podcast is full of great info that will definitely sharpen up your sports betting game. Resin8, I very much appreciate you. And you're right, I do interact with everyone on a regular basis because we are building a community here at the Sharp 600. Also, make sure to check into Bet America. When you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management.